When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome back to Ace Podcast Nation. And uh, we've got a little special episode today about grassroots football. We've got a new series coming up on the channel following a, a, following a grassroots team and uh, their progress. So I thought, who do I want to speak to about grassroots football and some of the problems, some of the good things? Wow, that person wasn't available, so I asked for Dave. <laughs> Ex-Cardiff City defender. Ex-Man United defender, Mr. Dag Brazil. How are you, my friend? I'm good? very good, mate. Very good. You should be. It's good the third, to see you Third again. time I've said that to you. I, I know, minutes. I know. No, it's all good. No, it's... Um, yeah, so I want to talk to you, talk to you about grassroots because obviously you're, you're, you're still involved in football yeah. with uh, Tre Thomas, Blue Woods, mm-hmm. not, not Tre Harris. No. Um, director of football, is it? Is that the official uh, sort of term or is it just... <laughs> director of football, football consultant, on the committee, basically, so... I was first approached last uh, November by um, Roy Nidzi, uh, who's connected to the club at the moment um, and has been. Um, and I had a meeting with the chairman, Dave Evans. So Dave's a local Cardiff boy, moved up to uh, Tre Thomas um, many years ago. And we had a meeting, sat down, and, and basically wanted me to come in to raise the profile of the club, use my experience and how we could take the club forward. So I come away from the meeting because before I went into the meeting, I was like, look, I'll do the courtesy of going to the meeting. Yeah. But I come away from the meeting and the enthusiasm of the chairman and his ideas for going forward matched what I could see I could do. And... From that day, I, I just said, yeah, I'll do it. And, you know, I've been there, I think it was seven months now, eight months, nine months, nearly eight months, whatever. So I said to him, I said, look, I'll <clears throat> come in. I won't, don't make a big hullabaloo about it. I'll just, for six months, I'll have a look at everything from the reserves, from off the field, the first team, just, and I'll give you a little report after six months. So got in everyone was fantastic at the club 
Um, I'd be surprised at the standard of football as well, because you know we're in the um, Ardell South. I was getting this wrong. Southeast, which is two divisions below Welsh Prem. Yeah. So the pla- his his idea was within the next three or four years to try and get into Welsh Prem. So okay. you know why not? Yeah. Um, but obviously you've got to get promotion to the Ardell South, which is one below. And there's a lot of good teams there, like yeah. you know, the Athletes and Avonlea those and Britain Ferries and so difficult. Some so big teams there, isn't it? Massive team. So um so I went in and we've had a we've had a great season. I I've absolutely loved it. I've kind of like even though I go and watch Cardiff City because I work there, mm. when I've been to all the Thomas games and all that, you're obviously this close to it. You know, you're this close to it. Yeah, yeah. You watch the players, you watch and the the standard's really good, really really high standard. And then we've got a manager there, Mark Dunford, who is you know he's only been managing three or four years. And his first year, uh, two seasons ago, they won the uh, the FAW Cup. Um, last year we won the FAW Amateur Cup, which is two hundred and fifty teams, which it was it was a fantastic. Yeah. You know, we had some brilliant nights. Um, what sort of teams did you play in? in the, on the way to that, then. On the way to that, well, we played most notably. Uh, we played Bangor. Um, big team that is. When, we went up to Bangor, which a lot of their boys are nearly full time. That's good to say. Bangor played Champions League not long ago. Oh, it was a, it was a great trip up, and their manager John as well was fantastic. In fact, the whole Bangor fans were they stayed around and clapped. Yeah. Our players as they were warming down. But we had a great trip up there. It was it was a great trip back, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the bus trip on the way back reminded me of my Cardiff City days. Like I haven't had, I, I can't remember much getting off it. Mm. So it was, a, it was a great trip. But then we played in the um, semi-final then against Pendarren, which is a, not Pendarren, uh, not Pendarren. Uh, okay, this right, Landon, not Wells, is it? Yeah, yeah, been here a while. It's well done. Uh, we were th- we were three 0 down after half hour. Ten men down. Uh, one man down. Came back one four three, so it, it was bonkers. And then we beat Denby, who were flying in their league. We beat Denby in the final two one, and we lost a couple of players at half time. But the whole the whole thing, I mean, for me, Tre Thomas is it's weird. It's it's kind of livened me up again. Yeah. I mean, we talk about because you, you go and watch games, whether it's Premier League or you watch Championship games and all that. And, Sometimes it's not real, but when you're actually watching a game, when you're literally from here to there from the players, and you watch how our manager Mark Dunford and his assistants, you know, Di and Ray, Ray Owen and Moro, how they prepare. It's it's fascinating how they prepare for it and the detail that goes into it, and then to actually watch it being delivered on the pitch. Mm. Uh, we play at obviously Ustrid, which is is not in Thomas. Mm-hmm. But because our original home ground was Intra Thomas, but because the levels that the team has gone up in tier three now, you can't play there. Yeah. So you've you've got to play at a ground which is the Ustrid Munich Centre, where you've got to have the facilities. Otherwise, you won't be in that league. You'll drop yeah. you two leagues down. So, so really, we 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 organised uh, the, the Man United Legends game, which we did that for the Parish Trust, which was a fantastic day out. Um. We we've brought in a new reserve team manager, uh, assistant manager, and uh, first team coach, uh, reserve team coach. So we're trying to build the club up as much as we can off the field. Mm. 
you can never be in control of what happens on the field. And, and to be honest, a few people have said to me, oh, do you get involved with the first team? Not really, no, not at all. Yeah. I speak with the manager quite regularly and, and if he wants to ask me something, advice, yeah. what do I think on it? I'll let him know what I think. Uh, but he's been superb. We're trying to get a go for the league this year because I think... We, as well as we did in the Cups last year, we played 12 t- extra games. Yeah, so coming games towards the end of the season, for two months, we were playing every three days. And, and injuries. There's no, no time to prepare, no, no time to recover. No training. No time, nothing, yeah. And you're constantly playing on muscle memory with these players who, two weeks before, had won the Cup, which takes a lot out of you. Of course, yeah. Um, so, hopefully, we can we can get promotion this year. It'll keep the chairman happy. Mm. Um, but it's just about trying to... At that level, and because I've seen a lot of other clubs around there, like, like your likes of Newport, Chepstow, Lisweri, uh, Risca, a lot of these these clubs, including ours, depend on sponsors as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know people? You know whether it's local sponsors to to try and raise that to make you know the kits nicer, the training balls are nicer, everything more professional. Um, but yeah, I've had a fantastic time there since. So. Yeah, it's it's funny you said like. That um, it like exhilarated you and kind of re, just reinvigorated yeah. you because what I found is um, so I follow my boys team, fourteens, um, fifteens, but I'm very good mates with the coach, so we would talk about it a lot. And now I'm he's kind of wrote me into helping him as well now, but like I find that because I go to the training, my boy trains every day with them play Saturday or sometimes Saturday, Wednesday. Like, I'm so invested in that team because I, their team, I started it at under sixes. Mm. And then because of my health, at like under nines or tens, I, started, I kind of said, I need to just watch my boy and I'll just leave it. And then I've sort of gone back to it. But I've always gone to like every game, every training session. And like, they didn't lose very much last year, but when they lost or when we had like a bad result, me and him are just like, it's the weekend, it's gone. Like, do you know? Yeah. But the highs, they got promoted, and it was just, it reinvigorated my love of football. Yeah. Like, I get the bonus, I spend time with my boy, like, all the time training him and doing all that. But, like, just the, the enthusiasm for the team and talking to the two guys who do the coaching and stuff, and right, what can they, you know, what can we do, what are we going to do, where we can play this guy, the blah, 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 what do we want from my boy because he's a fucking nightmare but he's very good so you're trying to manage mm. that like he'd be like he'd just shut but it's amazing that, 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 that it does that to you because like the reason I said that was that most of the games I watch is either on telly yeah. or if I'm working at Cardiff City when you work it it's different to just watching a match so you, you're trying to watch what's happening in the game so you don't really enjoy it mm. um, and then when I started when I um, started with Thomas Bluebirds the first first game, then maybe second or third game, I think the first game I watched was in the Welsh Cup at home and we beat Halford West, which was my old club. Mm. And it's like it's exciting and nervous. But then when you the league games, I was watching the league games and it was like because the job I do now is quite a stressful job. Um, so to be able to leave that and then go and watch football where there's not no pressure on me. Yeah. You know, and and I'm watching it and you get to know what the players are like and and you get that you're invested in the players and what personalities they are and what the, the personality of the, the manager, the coaching staff, the committee, the chairman. 
and you see their joy of, of going 1-0 up against one of the teams in the league who are probably fourth from bottom but the joy from like everyone around you probably 30, 40 people and you think this is why I love football Yeah. because you see the, the joy and the smile when the final whistle goes and we won 2-0 and you see committee members or the chairman or the manager <coughs> and they're all like and, you, and you, you, you invest in that and it's like it's you think this, is why, man, I lo- this is why I love football because what it means yeah. to people nothing else does that to you oh, it? nothing like, I, I could go the next day and watch uh, my daughter's a- Ava's team Court mm. Rollins uh, Court Rollins of the 13s last year and the same thing I'm watching it and like, I'm well I'm part of the coaching setup, but I, it's difficult to do that as well as mm. be a dad and watch yeah so I did get sent off last year, and it wasn't even my fault, to be honest, from the touchline. But Shocking. I got a one-match ban, which lasted four months because of the weather. <coughs> but <laughs> it was the longest ban. But <clears throat> even with theirs, if they're 2-1 up, and band, I'm well. looking at the ref, I'm looking at the ref, blow, blow, blow. I don't get that feeling when I watch Premier League games. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and when I'm watching Cardiff City games, it's because I'm working. It's difficult to have that because like, you're constantly in work mode. But whereas that release of Thomas, release of the girls in the 14s, and watching it and like, and seeing that the mistakes they make and and seeing the joy on the parents and the kids when they score, it's it's just it makes you realise that like I'm 54 now and it makes you realise that how did I how did they start like mm. football? Did mm. I like it because my dad played it or it was just it was always footballs in the house. It's when you see that, and I think Sir Thomas Bluebird has given me that back. Mm. Yeah, and I can understand that fully. It's, it's this amazing feeling, probably the same for you. Yeah, like last year, the we had to get, I think, like three points towards the end of the season to get guaranteed promotion, mm. and then we were kind of still going for the league. And in this game, we went like 2 0 down in like two minutes, and we were just like, oh, they all look really nervous, and yeah. it was just like, oh, it's, get, it's getting to them. And then suddenly they just sort of went, no, we're not going to Kicked into gear, played yeah. their football, won a game. And I remember when it went to 3-2 quite late on, like the parents, the coaches, the kids, like everyone is just going nuts. Like, and just because it was like that release of emotion because they they had felt the pressure of the, yeah. just getting that final couple of points or whatever. And they'd been on like a, you know, from Christmas to the end of the season, mm. just winning and drawing and getting these good results. And it was just like, I wish I could have, like, and this is part of the reason why I'm going to be filmed, we're going to be filming this team now and going and following them around mm. the season is because there was moments last year, like I said to you earlier, my boy scored a goal and I know it's my son, but I could bring in anyone else who was there. Yeah. And there's a boy actually who was playing on the other team who plays for us this year. And even his dad come up to me when he joined a couple of weeks back and said about this goal. It was it was ludicrous, mate. It was mm. one of the best goals I've seen in person. Just like chested it down thirty minutes, thirty yards out, hit on a full volley, and it just went like an arrow into the top bin off the. Where did you get that from? Well, from me, obviously. We've been wow, working yes. on it constantly, haven't we? <laughs> okay. He's been watching videos. Just, watching videos. Just, he's his old man. It's great, isn't it? Because you, you see what they're starting off doing. That, you know. When I look at the girls doing it, I think they're starting off doing something that I did when I was that age that I didn't know where my, my life was going to go. But even now to some of them girls who play in Ava's team, including Ava, they're starting to get that 
competitive streak in him now as well. Whereas initially, grassroots football is to encourage kids to play. Football, but yeah. When they've been playing together for two or three years, if your competitive streak doesn't come out, then you probably shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Like, I think Maybe. when you get to 13, 14, and you start playing the league football, because yeah. obviously from like, I think it's up to 10s or 11s, at least it's in Cardiff, you don't play league football, which I don't agree with as it was. Like when I played, you played league football from the first time you started yeah. playing. Like, yeah. I think you need that competitive. I understand some of the things why the Welsh FA don't want it to be, like you keep, they don't want you to keep track of the score and they don't want you to have I know. Gonna, I've, I've seen some games last year on, on the Spawn group or whatever I think 19 there I'm thinking yeah. really? what, what does my nut in i got to be fair is like under 13s they play on the mini pitches with the mini goals like this year they've gone up to, four, to under 14s full size pitch yeah. and full size goals so they don't now in, they don't do anything in between do they they should do I don't full size pitch with three quarter three quarter because you're, you're going to put somebody who Let's be fair. No one wants to play in goal. Like in our, in our our team, no one wants to play in goal. So eventually, we got someone to play in goal, and because the goal wasn't that big, they you know, they could make some yeah. saves. But then you're talking about a goal that uh, a thirty-year-old wouldn't be able to save shots. And like, they're in this goal, and they're swamping, and one long ball over their head, and, and it's in. No chance, yeah. So all of a sudden, you've got kids then thinking, "Don't play in goal." Yeah. Uh, I just don't want to play football, and you have tears, which is horrible. I hate it. It's like we see yeah. the tears. It's like, but then you're thinking you're, you're putting this young kid who's like 13 years of age, average height, in these and there's goals. huge goals, and the FAW are going. Grassroots football is 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 you know we've got so many kids now, but you're going to lose kids. 100 mate. Um, that kid won. I know, I know for a fact. I've seen well, I've seen it for years now. Don't want to play in goal. Mm. Yeah, but it wasn't your fault. The kid, the kid you know, I couldn't, can't even reach. They can't yeah. even reach the thing. I can barely reach the crossbar with a jumper. Yeah. Step well, ladder. But how is that trying to encourage teams to play? Because you get, you play against an opposition team. You always have one or two who can leather the ball. Yeah, of course you can. And all you got to do is get a bit of height on a free kick. And it's always and it's in. I mean, well, my boy is, was being a goalkeeper. The older boy has been a goalkeeper since he was seven, all the way through. He only ever wanted to play in goal. But he was also a big boy. So by the time he was 13, 14, he was six foot. Mm. And even he, when the first the first season they went into the full-size pitch and the full-size goal, it's like... Well, and he, like, he was decent as well. He played yeah. for academies and that. But like, it was like it was, he just couldn't get to it. And he was tall as well. And it was just like yeah. so demoralising then because it's not about whether he was good enough. No. Or it wasn't like, I got that technique wrong. It's nothing he can work on. It's just, I just don't reach. understand why it's never been brought up before. But you know what he's saying? You haven't done something about it. Even if you, okay, you kept the the width of the goal, mm. but then had this with, with technology now, you could half that. You could, you could put it like not a bar, but you could put something across. Yeah. Well, so the, the, and you've got a, a lower net. So if it goes over a certain, I would say hand distance, so just above hand distance, where kids can jump. Yeah. Just have something there, which is attachable to the goals. Yeah, this, but, this, like, but then when he used to go and train with the academies or he go to goalkeeper camps, camps, they use three quarter goals. So it's just three quarters of the yeah. full size goal, and it's the perfect size for like young kids who are just going into that full size yeah. pitch because it's big. So you want it to be big enough that it's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, we're going up a level but, now. But they can get to the corners. If they dive and then yeah, you know when it's just 
it's frustrating. The other thing which frustrates me is this season now we're going in, they're going into under 15s and I think there's four teams that are folded. So that's four teams worth of players. All right, some of the so like we said, most teams, even teams which maybe struggle with results and stuff like that, they've all got one or two players who are good. Yeah, most teams have got that. So they'll get picked up by the clubs. But you've got like four teams who folded, and they're just not going to play football no more. And that makes me frustrated. And as I was telling you, like a, uh, my boys' team, when the reason he's in the team he's in now is because there was a group of his teammates which got basically told, "You're not good enough for us," and they kind of mm. just got shunted to, and they wouldn't have played. Did none of those boys would have been playing football now? But for Gareth, who's the coach. He said, "No, I'll go with them. We'll go in the bottom league, and we'll just exactly. we'll, we'll just, just try and get them playing and try yeah. and improve them. And then they've pushed on. They, t- you know, that first season was brutal. Mm. You know, ten nil, nine players. Yeah, but if you've got the right people in charge, I mean, can't name any teams and I can't name any people. But going to watch my daughter's team, Court Rolling. You know, last year and the year before, you would go to games and." The people managing the opposite side, you wouldn't even give them a job delivering newspapers. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they were just so like unprofessional. I know it's not professional then, but there was no etiquette. They were just animals on the side. And you think, what? The, what are your girls learning from that? And yeah. I just, it, oh, there's, you know, you said about your ban, the longest ban in in history, right? It wasn't even my fault, mind. Yeah, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't his fault. But in the I just said I, I actually clapped the referee because he gave he gave a free kick against uh, to us, mm. and he came over and he said uh, yellow card for sar- what's that for? He said for sarcasm. I said I should probably should have like said nothing, mm. but I said oh okay. He said yeah, I'm going to report you for sarcasm, and I said oh, well I'll report you for turning up 45 minutes late while the girls were in the rain. <laughs> So he gave me a red card. So he didn't like that then. But he did ask me. He asked me to move, and he even said to me, "Go and sit in your car." I went. I walked her. <laughs> so, and then I had my ex, with Ava's mum. Then uh, she went, "You should know better." Yeah. And I said, "You don't know me." <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the right thing to say, but. but no, like so, in that first season where they were uh, kind of a bit mismatched and whatever, we played a team which I won't name. I had a rant about this before, but very quickly. Basically, the players and the parents on the other side were very like aggressive, and yeah. they were stopping the game. Like every time the ball went out for a throw, and they would be like arguing, they'd be like arguing with the ref, the coaches, saying, "Oh, that's our throw." Every throwing, like so, you'd like every two minutes to the point where some of their boys were like, "Just shut up and let us play football." Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, um, so our, our coach Gareth said. If you don't stop it and just let them play, where are going to go? Yeah. Because it was getting nasty. And it was also bubbling under because some of our parents then again frustrated with it. Yeah. And my boy was about to go on the wing on their side, like where all their parents are. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to go over there because it's going to be quite intimidating for him. Like, you know, like a load of adults mm. just screaming and shouting and swearing and being really aggressive. Like what sort, of my, what sort of dad am I if I just leave him deal with it, you it's know? difficulty in there. And, you know, he was, what, 11, 12? So eventually they, they carried on, and Gareth said, no, come on, done. 
he got banned. He got banned. Um, he's got a suspended, like a suspended uh, thing for like three years. So if he does anything, if he gets anything like a red card or anything, yeah. he gets like a massive long ban. And all he did is protect a bunch of kids because the behaviour was unacceptable. The guy who was protecting. Yeah, exactly. Guys for being in the rain. Exactly that. And I had a ten pound fine. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But what should have happened is that team should have had some sort of punishment or whatever. But yeah. we got punished for not completing the game. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you can't have it both ways. No. You can't have it on one side. Uh, respect the referees and this and all these different projects which you get kind of bombarded mm. with. But then on the other side, go well, we're going to take it off because of the way you're behaving and the aggression. Uh, it's it's the kids, so, isn't it? You know? so, but there's so many lessons to be learned, but... Do we people, all get do a bit of overexcited. Do people listen, though? No, they don't. I, I, there was a point last year, there was a game, and I was getting a bit frustrated, and this guy said to me, you need to chill out what you do. And I was like, yeah, I probably do. And so I went and just had a little one there, like, and, because I don't want to be that guy. No. But... Also, like we're very passionate about it, and we put a lot of work yeah, in. Yeah, and, and you can't let it spill over to other players. So you do yeah, that, and it's exactly. But what what is it not? It's, it's it's difficult to do as a parent. You, if you see someone, and I've seen it last year, someone from the other side. I don't know whether it's a parent or a coach and all, criticizing one of your team, yeah. one of the young girls or boys, whatever. It's difficult then not to say something back. Of course, it's hundred percent difficult. Know? And it's it's but. There is a team, a team, who have got uh, a guy who's their ref, uh, who we played twice last year. And when it's, so when it's their home game, when it's your home game, you have to provide the ref. Yeah. Normally it's a coach, isn't it? But they've got a ref who's not a coach, not a parent. He is just their ref. Yeah. He's a you cheat. Lost. You lost, did you? We lost 2-1, but he is a cheat. Um, and what I said to him... Because he said to one of the, our parents after he had refused a penalty, and this guy who he it was frustrated his parent is the most, and I mean the most quietly spoken man you have ever met in your life. I've never heard him swear. I've never heard him raise his voice. He is so quiet. It's just a nice bloke. Mm. But even he was like, you just at this point you are just a forty year old man who is cheating to win a kids football yeah. match, wow. and you're spoiling it for all these kids who are trying their best. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you see, and that's not what it should be about. No, but that's always been around, hasn't it? You always get people who, doesn't matter how they play, they're quite happy to go down the pub after on a Sunday and go, oh, my team won three out the day. Mm. Don't care, there's no progression with the children, there's no, you know, progression with the referees or anything. They just, that's their life. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, you know, you're trying to teach the children what to do, um, trying to make them better players, people. better people. But you get certain managers or coaches that are at that level, grassroots level, where they just want to win. They don't care. So they can go down the pub with their mates, 
and go, yeah, the girls or the boys won 4 0 today. It was, that's their life. Yeah. Sadly. And it's, it's like one of the things that we take great pride in is that we're not just trying to help them get better as footballers. And, you know, we want them to win and we're competitive. Mm-hmm. But also, like, being a teenager is hard. Yeah. And it's trying to help them get through that. And, you know, we're, a lot of them will come to us and say, yeah. if stuff's going on or whatever. And that's what we try to, you're trying to help them. And like if you're just behaving like a an ass. You try and have twenty one thirteen year olds oh, that have their own WhatsApp group and us coaches don't know what's going on. Yeah, I can handle that. So it's just but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Grassroots football is important, isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. the one thing which I've noticed with all my boys now is they've kinda of gone up through the ages, he's only one now left playing, but like is there's no refs. We, when I used to play yeah. parks football, we would, uh, I would say, nine times out of ten, you'd have a ref who would come and, you know, play, do the game. We the one ref. We, we've year. got two or three good refs, and they're young, they're only like 15, 16, yeah. um, 15, 16, which, you know, and like, for me, that's great to see. Yeah. I mean, last year we had one referee, he must have been probably in his 40s. And he, he had all he had the sweatbands, he had mm-hmm. the, he was the full checking all the stores, yeah. checking all the boots and all that and I thought, Oh god, here we go. Mm-hmm. And he just stopped the game all the time. Kept blowing it, blowing everything. Fell throws, fell throw. And you think a girl's at that age, right, fell throw, let the girl take it again. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But no, he was giving it the other way. And you're thinking, come on. Someone wants to be centre of attention. You know, just let the girl try it again. If she messes up again, yeah, then, then give it. But don't get but it. Try it again and again. just well, yeah, it's it's frustrating, that, isn't it? Yeah. You know when? Um, what would you, if you was your like, if you were in charge of grassroots football, can you think of like three things that you would change now, like on the spot straight away? Put you on the spot a bit. Well, that's the size of the goals, the, the from going in the thirteens to the small goals to yeah full size goals of adults use that one. I, I'd look at that somehow and try and. I keep the pitch as big as it is because that's not really a factor to them no. because it works on our fitness, it works on positional play, the whole that, but definitely the goals. Um, I would I would make sure, for grassroots football, I would say you always have a ref. They've got to do more in terms of attracting referees to come because if you haven't got a ref, then someone from your side does it and that's always going to cause problems. Of course it is. Um, or someone from their side does it which is always going to come, you know, they're only going to miss something or, or whatever. So that one, I would say the FAW need to invest more in young referees of, yeah. of you know, female and male. Yeah, yeah. And they'll probably, if they watch this, they'll probably say, oh, we have, we've got loads of referees. I don't see them. Yeah, I don't see them either. I think they... I don't see I, them. I, I would assume they do, like, the the men's games yeah. on Saturday. And secondly, at the last point, I would make it a, a summer league. Yeah, spot on. I, I would, because... Ava's team last year, like I said, they went four months without a game. Yeah, I and think... And you just think to yourself, like, they're all excited, and you go down, oh, no, mm. like, the refs called her off, or we've had to call her off, and then you go for months and months and months and all that, and you think, oh, whereas if you started, possibly, I mean, look at the weather now, it's not, but if you did it from, say, March to September, when they go back to school, just that time then, just yeah. do it where, the, where you, you, the pitches, okay, the pitches would be a little bit... But you guaranteed you'd have more games. You could have 
evening games as well. So you'd get you get an evening game, a weekend game. Okay, we can't play this weekend, but we can do it Wednesday. Can you do it Wednesday? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just because it's just too many times where you play one game in like two months, and then all of a sudden three more weeks off, and it's hard to get the ball back together then. Yeah. So yeah, they, they they kind of get used to not playing on a Saturday. Don't I, they? I would go summer. summer yeah, I think um, we pretty much we lose like December to January, end of January every year, and it's just like yeah, December, January, even February last year. Yeah, and like three months for the boys as well. For our boys, like they'd had that bad season, and then they started off the season pretty well, and then from so sort of start of the season to December, they were flying. They had the like that genuine momentum of. Yeah. They were winning and they were confident, and then suddenly it's like boom, nothing for like three yeah. months, yeah, and then they struggled a little bit when they got back to get up to. But whether whether and that, but it's been mentioned before about summer leagues. Why don't they try it one year? They can't get the posts done quick enough in Cardiff for the oh. baseball pitches. But no, I've never never see any bloody baseball games on. Uh, well, then you know, for the last two years, myself and the coaches for Ava's team. We've had to get there, put the goals up, yeah. take the goals down. So, like, I don't know if you can get in between, but make bigger, bigger goals, but not as big as the main goals. So if you, you can, I know they got them. Like I know that there's three quarter length goals because up in yeah, Rumney, money, doesn't they? Yeah, of course. And this is the thing: is the funding yeah. for grassroots football is just horrific, isn't it? No, it's um, always a big figure, isn't it? So, but yeah. what would you like uh, to do with True Thomas Bluebirds this year? <clears throat> I'd love if we got promotion. So that would take you to two two tiers below the Welsh one tier below. One tier below. Yeah. It's effectively two years away from Welsh League football. Like how yeah. much of a difference? Possibly in the European ventures. Yeah. Indeed. We don't know. But how much of a difference to a club like Tritomas Bluebirds, right? If you got promoted to the Welsh League, like what does that do for the football club? Well, if we got promoted to the Welsh Premier League, you mean the, mm. the like, one where TNS and, yeah, and, yeah. and all those things, Barry have just done now. Um, it'd be great for the community, it'd be great for the club, it'd be great for the community. You've got, and I know the chairman's, you can't wait to see the little yellow ticker tape thing on the end of Sky Sports mm. with the with goal scored for, you know what I mean? So yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, it's Big dreams for thing. that. Um, it would be great for them, for a current manager, uh, for his staff, for the players. Obviously, you know, as you go up a division, or you know, you have to look. You may have to go full time. So you're talking about, you know, changing people's finances. Then yeah, yeah so you got fun, but then you know, bigger. I don't know what you get to get in there, but you assume you'd get. It's so close, but it's there. still a long way away. Yeah, because there's some really good teams in our league, mm. um, and it's it's a slog. So the, the, whoever wins the league goes on to automatically up. Whoever comes second goes into a playoff. Oh, okay. And whoever wins that goes into it. So that's so. was that playoff against the South West or West, East, yeah, South. down Mumbles type that, the Swansea type area. Jacks, Jacks, yeah. So um, yeah, so I think you know if we can, if we can get promotion, it'd be fantastic. Double um, cup run. Well, they say you got a cup run. That'd be great as well, but... Promotion's the main aim, is it? Promotion is. I think you know, we won a cup last year, uh, the FAW Amateur Cup, and then we won a cup the year before. So, well, listen, you want, everyone wants to do great in the cups, and hopefully we will proceed in the cups. 
But I think more will be put into this year of, of trying to get promotion as well, and, and hopefully this time next year when I'm doing another podcast, we'll be Cliff Blue Blue gone. Yeah, yeah. we'll be talking about that. Then we could do a full hour and a half on Thomas Bluebirds. Indeed, mate. That's it. No, uh, it's been a pleasure, mate. I'm really yeah. looking forward to. I, I like grassroots football has been a massive thing in my life, like all my life anyway. But like particularly this last couple of years has been special, and. Uh, mm. I'm looking forward to following him with a camera now and I look forward to seeing that. That'd be, be interesting good. that. And give they get their little spotlight in it and mm. little interviews and stuff and they'll be able to see their goals it's like back. A professionalism for them as well, isn't yeah, it? You they know, get to see their goals back for yeah. the start, like so it's gonna be great. Goals against wait. will you show them that? No. Highlight them, slow them down. This is what you've done wrong. <laughs> yeah. Get Gary Neville on there to oh, analyse all their mistakes. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's, it's going to be fun it, and it's, it's something which they'll be able to keep forever in it yeah. like a memory thing and you know they've got, they're such a close knit team that I think it's memories isn't it for yeah them? when you could look memories. back at that it'd be awesome no mate uh, absolute pleasure to that man three in, a, three in an hour and a bit not bad it's not bad that not bad um, right. guys please do like subscribe share uh, all the good stuff nice one only day showing this late be the freak show Everything closed this late, but your contacts. Hit a catch a vibe, you might catch a little contact. Only thing showing this late be the freak show. Sports Social Podcast Network.